Christian radio at the time. I just fell out of it. I guess the stations started changing and they were playing, it was more worship music. And of course my favorite band at the time, Earthsuit, had, had broken up around then. Uh, Fourth Avenue Jones, I really liked, they broke up. And all these bands, they either broke up or they were trying to do what people consider to be secular or crossover music. So I just started listening to other music that I liked regardless of the message and uh so but i always root for bands that you know have believers in them to make it or just to stay together just to last that's why mute math is an anomaly because they've been together 10 years now i mean i think the reset ep came out in 2005 and so this record i mean it feels like this their first record they're starting over and you know it could do whatever so but that's where yeah. mute math actually had a problem with their own label who wanted to market them as Christian, and they said, no, we don't want that. We want general market. Yeah, I, you know, I can't speak for them. I, I feel like they just wanted to reach more people, and not even just reach, but you just want to have a bigger audience if you're doing something that's great. I think what they're doing was great. And maybe they just had some foresight, but a lot of Christian bands, if you're not like a worship band, or if, if you can't, play on a Sunday morning in a church service, there's not really a place for you. I feel like in, in like a Christian marketing world, unless you're like a youth group band, and I've never considered them to be a youth group band, uh, you know, like a Toby Mac or like a, you know, Newsboys or whatever. So, yeah, I, I feel like what they did at the time was kind of controversial, but I mean, it, it sent them in another direction where they have just a different group of ears that listen to them and I applaud them for that and I, I think you know if I were in the same position I might do the same thing or maybe I you know they have the the luxury or unfortunate luxury whatever however you want to look at it of coming from the Christian world as the other band Earthsuit so they're I mean they're my favorite band so what can I say they're... and then you come to audio feed so what are your expectations here my expectations so um I went to Cornerstone twice back in the day, and a lot of my favorite bands at the time were playing. Again, that was my heyday of, you know, all those bands were just coming out and making music and just awesome. I, I remember seeing The Myriad and uh, Mute Math back then, and, you know, Flyleaf, and I just thought at the time, I mean, these are the best bands in the world, you know. Not only were they great, they had like a message, but now um, I have not heard of a lot of these bands that are playing here today and uh, I actually performed yesterday as the DJ for Spoken Nerd who's a rapper cool. and I'm DJing later tonight. I got a lot of what I expected. I discovered a couple new bands. Um, I heard Analecta last night and that was phenomenal. I was really impressed by that. And I, I, that's the kind of band that I look for. I look for really unique creative bands doing just cool things that I don't really hear, you know. I hear I hear a lot of metal bands and I hear a lot of pop bands and rock bands. And, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff. But now we were doing the really creepy thing, two guys talking in the washroom. And yes, you know, I know that's not a guy thing to do because guys just do not talk in a washroom. Well, we don't talk at the urinal, so we were actually at the sinks. If you had started a conversation at the urinal, I would have not even responded, and I would have judged you also. <laughs> But no, this is, I think, how we went down was fine. So okay, so really while cool. we're at the sink, I brought up a point, not a racist comment. Why are there so few black guys in Christian music? Um, 
I want to commend you for asking the question because questions aren't inherently racist. If you're genuinely trying to learn something, it's not racist to ask questions. But it's well, racist. I'm from Canada. It is so racist. We have a different perspective. Oh, of course. This. I've always wanted to see what it's like in Canada for uh, people of my skin color. Anyway, you asked about why is there so few black guys in Christian music? Well, there's there's a couple reasons. Um, well, first of all, there's there's more than you think. Uh, black people, there's a pressure, and I'm just talking music right now, not yeah. even Christian music. There's a pressure for black people to do black music. Uh, there's a societal pressure that's put on by us, by other black people, to make sure you stay black and make sure you do things that help out your people. So a lot of black people want to do black music for other black people. Uh, in Christian music, it's, it's brought on and I think perpetuated by the... Uh, there's a lot of separation in churches, whether people want to admit it or not. And there's uh, there's black churches and there's black gospel music. Uh, I hear radio stations. There's there's like your Christian radio, and then there's like your like your black gospel radio. So I feel like there's just separation racially through that medium. Uh, when I was in a youth group, there wasn't a lot of people that I could look up to as a black guy in Christian music, other than I guess Michael Tate. Or somebody like that. So it's a so it's like a self fulfilling prophecy where people just grow up and they just still have no one else they can look to. And it's uh it's funny Michael Tate's still doing it, um, but he's not someone that I don't I don't see little kids looking up. So I want to be like Michael Tate. So there's Lecrae right now, and there's um, you know there's hip hop, but again it's considered black music, and he's one of the few people I guess that's getting booked by lots of different groups of people. Yeah, I think it's just a societal pressure that extends beyond Christian music. I think that's just overall is um, if you're a black person that does things a certain way, you're expected to stay black. You're expected to make sure you do things for your people, uh, do things, go back to your community. And uh, that's a big pressure that I see. Uh, and, and in churches don't really facilitate that um, in my history, in my, my perspective, because it is about... Um, you know, I think Paul said there is no Jew or Greek or whatever in Christ Jesus. So there's an out. Like we don't have to worry about the black community because it's just the church. You know, all it is is God's family. We're all one family. So there's no uh, urgency to go out and try to reach people of other races because it's just like, well, what is race? It's just we need to worry about getting people saved. But really, um, once people are saved, then what? It's like, okay, well, by the way, there's this whole other group of people that we're not even interacting with because they're going to do their thing. So it's the same problems that I, I see happening in America all the time. I'm sorry if I just dumped no, a lot of man. stuff on you, man. Here's a final one. Are you personally disappointed with that? You know, um, disappointment comes from expectations. I've grown up with it and kind of embraced it. I, you know, I go to events like this and I'm often the only black person or I'm one of the few people and uh, I just know going in that that's how it is and I don't know what to do other than continue to live and do what I do and be that person and be someone that eventually someone says, oh, he's there so I know it's okay to for me to go there for, for, for black kids, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's hard to explain but... What, how I've always decided I was going to do that or approach that is just be the guy, be the outlier or the weirdo that decides, oh, I'm going to step into this arena and be me and be who I am and say it's okay for you know black kids to go to an event like this 
for black people to go to a church, you know. That's how racial confusion and misunderstanding begins because we're not spending enough time with each other and being around each other. And um, I went to college. Again, I was one of the only black kids at this uh, Christian college and a kid came up to me in the dorm. He's like, man, you know, I'm ashamed to say this, but you're the first black person I've ever talked to. And this is a college kid. Wow, really? And it just really opened my eyes. It's just like you can grow up all your life and not really see people that are different, but never be forced to interact with them. Maybe I'm doing it the wrong way. Maybe I should be bringing hordes of people in or whatever, but just my very presence is going to, um, I think, make people think. Our conversation here, is, you know, just because I'm here at this festival. So ultimately it's a problem bigger than me and out, so I don't know how, what I could do other than just, you know, Doing this with just me. doing this, yeah. You yeah. know, just just going to the stuff you like to do, going to festivals that you think are cool, and listening to the music you like, and just one day at a time, man. I, it's fun. Greg's been here talking with the antidote, man. Thanks for your time. Hey, no problem. Appreciate your comments. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking.